I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD4. Hey, is it normal, man, to drink a glass of milk just on its own? I texted my buddy. He's like, he called me a psychopath because he, I told him I was drinking milk. I think it's normal. I've done it my whole life. Nothing wrong with drinking milk. What's happening? Um, Ep263. Sorry, just adjusting the camera here for those watching. Ep263 of the podcast. BD4, episode 263. Um, Getting through it. We're in July, man. That's crazy. Um, I think that's, what, three years now that I've been podcasting? So 263 over three years. Episodes. It's like what? A little more than... Every other day or something like that. I don't know the math. But thank you for coming in. If you even are. Whoever's here. I um. I am about to watch the. NBA Finals game 2. Game 1 was good. But obviously Phoenix just. They look good man. And I think they're primed to win it all. Hmm, I really do think. I think I think CP3 deserves it. I think um it'd be nice to see Devin Booker get it. They said that this is the first NBA finals in since 1970 something where neither team has a player who has won a championship. I think just one player from both sides has been to a championship. That's Jay Crowder a couple of times. But, um, yeah, nobody in this finals matchup has won a championship. But obviously Chris Paul is a veteran of the game. You know... Who knows when he's going to retire soon. Has to be. You know, you would think it's sometime soon. This is his last. I would think this is his last. True opportunity. To win a finals is this team. So I feel like. It would just make perfect sense. If the basketball gods scripted it. So he won. It would make so much sense for him. I mean he's. He's been donned a leader. His entire basketball career, you hear it all the time. You know, media, fans, calling this guy the best leader in the NBA. And then the, the, the critics say, well, he's not a leader if he doesn't have a championship. How much of a leader can he be? But this would solidify it. You know, this would eliminate all that doubt. And I don't know why there is any doubt, but there is. 
because this guy's so he's a really good team oriented point guard. His entire career has been based off the fact that he's a great point guard. He's the true definition. He's one of the last true point guards, you know, of that generation. That now you're seeing all these guys coming up and shooting lights out. They're all about shooting, shooting. Chris Paul was like a traditional point guard. He controlled the tempo. He played the mid-range game. And he was a pass-first guy despite being able to give you 20 points. So, the game just tipped off. So, Giannis is taking it up court. So, I'm interested to see who wins. But I really think, you know, if it continues to go the way that the postseason has gone so far in the NBA... I'm thinking the Suns are going to win it all. I'm thinking I'm going to go Phoenix in sixth. I'll say Phoenix in six. I hope it's no less than six because I do want it to be a competitive series. Um, but we'll see. It's all going to be dependent on Giannis's health, and he just threw one down on the break. He took like five steps coast to coast because he's that long. He's a freak athlete. So it's going to depend be dependent on his health, obviously, with the Bucks. If he's not 100% or at least near 100%, I don't think the Bucks have a shot at winning this. They do have some nice complimentary pieces. Chris Middleton has been good. Brooke Lopez can be fun. Um, you know, they got P.J. Tucker, who's that grit and grind type of player who plays defense and is physical. But the Suns, you just got to love them. D-Book, killing it. He could score from anywhere on the floor. Um Chris Paul has had a phenomenal postseason. But they've got guys around that. They've got Jay Crowder who can play defense and hit threes. They've got Bridges who's turned into a solid two-way wing. They've got guys like Dario Saric who can hit the three. Um, Campaign is playing well. How did I forget? Uh, DeAndre Ayton who has been phenomenal all postseason long. His pick and roll game... They can't stop him. He's one of the better role men in the game. I've already said that. He's one of my favorite rollers. This guy's phenomenal when he's with Chris Paul in that 1-5 PNR. He's been eating. And they're giving him some touches for once. You know? So he's had a great postseason. So they've got a good team, man. They, they play defense. And they're obviously very well executed offensively. So apologies if I keep looking up every once in a while because I'm watching the game. I really want to see what happens, but yeah, man, that's the NBA. Obviously this weekend, we've got UFC 264 coming up and I cannot wait for that. In fact, a little later in the episode, not sure when I'm going to put it in, but I will at one point, uh, my buddy Mike and I had a conversation from a few hours ago today, today, I mean, Thursday, June 8th. Yeah, it's Thursday, July, June. Thursday, July 8th. That's when it is right now. I'm recording Thursday, July 8th. A few hours ago before I started recording this, my buddy Mike and I had a good conversation for about a half hour about UFC 264. So we're going to put that into the episode somewhere, probably towards the end. Um, so if you want to just fast forward to that, you can feel free. I don't care. I don't take offense to that because uh, this pod is pretty boring as well, but... Um, it's going to be fun though. It is going to be a fun event, man. I t- tell, I'm telling you, man, like ever since I tuned into this shit, I have fallen in love with it to a point where it's become my favorite thing to watch. It's my favorite sport to watch. And every pay-per-view event 
so far that I've seen since becoming a diehard last summer, every pay-per-view event has not disappointed. It has lived up to the hype. And they hype these things up. They market them to a point where, like, it's obnoxious to people if you're not a UFC guy. But if you actually take the time to watch this shit, you will appreciate the realness in it. And the fact that it's not just a sport, but it's a way of life. It's an important thing to be, to know how to defend yourself. And these guys, man, they're 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 so skilled and they're so talented. And I have the utmost respect for every one of them. But two sixty four is obviously going to be a it's a stacked main card. The uh, obviously the main event is huge. You've got Poirier McGregor, the trilogy. So it's the final time they'll be meeting, and um, it's one to one, right? Connor took the one earlier in their careers and then Dustin took the one last time out more recently but this one's going to be interesting Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting I feel like at least a lot of people are expecting Dustin to win just because he seems like he's more hungry Connor's not in Connor even admitted it with the whole fat cat comment today that he's not as hungry as he used to be but he's still He's a different animal than he was at the same time, he said, paraphrasing. But, um, you know, a lot of people are expecting Dustin to win, I feel like. But if it goes the distance, I think Dustin will take it. I think if Connor is to win, he has to get the knockout and he has to do it early in one of the first two rounds. Um, one thing I'm going to be looking at is his stance and we talked a bit about this with Mike but you know he looked very stiff when he was fighting Dustin the second time his last time out Connor didn't he looked very upright and the stance just didn't look loose it looked very robotic and if you go back to his fight against Cowboy two fights ago the last fight he won he was very loosey goosey. He had that karate southpaw stance that he usually has. But the stance looked a bit different. He looked very tight. And that's one thing I'm going to look for out of the gate uh, to see what Connor's going to do in terms of his stance. Let me just adjust this real quick. But he's obviously talking shit again. The whole humble Connor thing didn't last very long. He's talking shit. He, he put up that creepy sounding voice message on social media the other day. He's been saying a whole bunch of shit in interviews online, social media too. Um, just trying to get into Dustin's head and he's getting people, he's getting MMA fans riled up, right? If you don't love the guy, you absolutely hate him, but that's what makes him who he is. He's going to get people to hate him and going to get those people that hate him to watch the fight so he makes his money and he's made a career off of that he's become a top 20 MMA fighter all time that might be too harsh on him even because of that so he's a champion he's a legend of the game like him or not so and I I say this all the time when I talk about UFC there's not a fighter in the sport that I dislike unlike any other sport MLB NBA NFL blah 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 there are guys who I like and don't like I just something about the MMA because they're actually hitting each other. This is like real shit. I, I I respect these guys so much. Like there's no guy, there's no fighter that I'm gonna talk shit on because this is just 
it's brutal, man. It's barbaric shit. And so I like just taking it all in, and I like appreciating each and one of each and every one of these guys. So whether you know somebody might be Team Usman, one one guy might be Team Covington. Like I like both of those guys. You know, I like every single guy. Somebody might be Team Connor in this instance. Somebody might be Team Dustin. I like both of these guys. I think Dustin's really fun too. But that's just my stance. Um, maybe it's just because I'm a newbie and I'm, I'm not exactly used to it being all, I'm only about a year into this thing as a fan. But I don't know. I just don't see that changing from my perspective. I feel like I'm just going to continue to enjoy this sport as it is. And I really have to get to one of these men. And the, the, even after the 264 card, um, there's some good fight. Uh, there's some good fight night cards. You got Misha Tate. It's the following fight night card. She's fighting. She's coming back. And that's going to be fun because I haven't seen her fight yet. You hear all about her. She's one of the greats in women's MMA. And so I'm interested to see that. She's making the comeback against somebody who I don't know. Reina? Something like that? Reina? Reina? Roar? I don't know. Not going to bother wasting my time trying to figure out her name, but I really want to see that. And then there's the, obviously the 265 card, which isn't a great card, but at least it's Amanda Nunes, right? At least she's coming back and she's probably going to win. Pena's, Pena's is 15th in that division. And Amanda's obviously the champ. And at this point she's got nothing to lose. So she's probably going to win that, um, bearing a, a shocker. And they got Derek Lewis fighting, on that card. But, um, Amanda's going to be, see if she wins as expected to, I really want, I know she'd have to change weight classes, but I really want to see the trilogy of her and Shevchenko. I think that would be something. Um, and we talked about that with Mike in a little bit too, which we'll get to, but yeah, that's going to be something I'm going to be following after that fight. I want to see where Amanda's career path goes. Cause she could easily just retire and hang it up. But she's so good and she's so fun to watch because she is a master at her craft. 14-12 Milwaukee, six and a half minutes through the first quarter um, remaining. Um, I don't know why I'm saying that because as you're listening to this, the game's over. (laughs) Um, But that's going to be cool. But going back to the 264 card this Saturday, it's not just Connor Dustin. It's O'Malley's fighting on that card. He's fighting some dude I've never heard about because... The guy who he was originally supposed to fight, and I also forgot his freaking name. He um, he's not fighting him anymore. Something happened; he got hurt or something. And um, instead he's fighting some other guy who's fairly new. He's got like nine wins and four losses. Don't quote me on that. But you know, Sean O'Malley's always fun to watch. This guy's entertaining as well. Kind of McGregor esque in that sense, where he's confident about himself and he's just gonna talk a lot. And he's an interesting character. He looks pretty funny. He's got the whole hair thing going on with the the Ecuadorian flag on his hair. I think that's what it is. I read that somewhere. Um, but he's an interesting character. And he's a damn good fighter. I know he hasn't fought any ranked guys. So you have to, you know, kind of put a grain of salt on it when you talk about him. But he is, I do think he's a decent fighter. Um, I just, it would be nice for him to start fighting some ranked fighters let you know let's let's before we start hyping ourselves up sean 
Um, you know, with the whole undefeated thing. Yeah. So that's happening. Uh, Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy's fighting. I think I saw him once. But that's going to be an interesting fight. You know, obviously the, the former Dallas Cowboy um, turned MMA. So he's fighting somebody. I don't know who he's fighting. And then there's an, oh, obviously the Burns Thompson, Comain. So the Comain, that's one I, I'm really looking forward to. And I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on that. Um, And that could go any way. You know, Burns, obviously his last time out, he took a loss to Usman. Who's the best, arguably, you know, right alongside Izzy, the best in the sport right now. So that was a tough loss, but it's, it's you know, um, Burns was on a six-fight win streak heading into that one. Who, you know, he beat some pretty decent names on that list, too. I know he beat Woodley, and he beat a couple other decent names. Um, so, you know, listen, and, and then for, for Wonder Boy, obviously, this is a guy who is favored in this, I think. I think if Wonder Boy keeps his distance and he kind of keeps it to where he's, he's playing the longer range, he can take it. He's got a good takedown percentage. I think it's 78% takedowns. Um, because when they go for that kick, he'll just take you right down. And then obviously Burns is a good striker, and I think... My buddy was telling me more about Burns because I don't know a ton about him. That he's pretty good grapple, so he he's got a ground game. Um, but that could go either way. I, I really don't know which direction that's going to go in. Um, but I'm going to get my bets down soon on Fanduel, and that's not a, a sponsor, by the way. Um, but that's coming up this Saturday, UFC 264. Very excited for it. Something I've been waiting for for a long time since they announced that Poirier McGregor trilogy. So, it's going to be cool. Um, Italy. In the Euros. They've advanced to the finals. It's a shame, man. Because I haven't gotten to watch any of these games yet by them. Because I've been working. Or just have been busy. Um, And they play in the middle of the day sometimes. But they've advanced. Not a big... Excuse me. Not a big soccer guy. Unless it's like the World Cup or the Euros. But, um... Italy is back, and Italia is always fun to watch play soccer, man. I remember the World Cup a couple, uh, both times, the last two times they were in the World Cup. I remember watching, you know, the, the, the one with the, who was it? Was it France or Germany? I think it was France. The guy headbutted one of the guys in, who was playing for, uh, one of the dudes from France. I think it was France or Germany. It was the World Cup from, like, I don't know, 08 maybe? If I'm doing my math correctly, he headbutted a dude on Italy, and that was like a big thing. I remember going nuts about it. And then they won the World Cup that year. And my neighbor is very my neighborhood is very Italian American oriented, and so we were all just going nuts, honking the horn. One of my neighbors who's straight off the boat. I mean, this dude is is legit off the boat. He was driving around. I remember we knocked at his door, rang his doorbell, kind of just talking to him about it. It was a fun day. We were, we were riding around Summit with the Italian flag out the window. And um, really cool. Really cool. So this is the Euro Cup. So this is not the World Cup, but 
definitely definitely going to be trying to tune into that game. It's it's uh, on Sunday the finals. It's Italy and England on Sunday, so I'll be finally home for this. So I'm going to be tuning into it for sure. And go Italia, man! Forza Italia, Forza Italia. So that's going to be fun. Two sixty four. I'm expecting to be fun. NBA Finals is on right now. You know who's not fun? Who I haven't even brought up yet because I just I'm trying to avoid them. But this is what this podcast is about. The Yankees—they're not fun. They're not fun at all. The New York Yankees, who took another loss today after a couple in a row to start the road trip, um, three in a row if you date back to the Mets game Sunday night. Um, who cares? <laughs> They're just so boring. And they had the... Obviously, they were in Seattle this weekend. Um, so, Yanks took two in Seattle. But those late 10 p.m. games... <laughs> I don't know if I'm getting older because I'm starting to feel it more. But I think it's just because I've been working a lot lately. Maybe. But I got, I'm dozing off during these things. I watched... All three games, no problem. Um, obviously, the third one was a 4 p.m. game on the East Coast. But the two 10 o'clock ones to start the series were brutal, man. Um, but at least they won those two. I don't know. This is such a boring team. I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to talk about them at all. So we're going to head to break. We're going to summarize the series. Game one, we'll summarize it. Two and three. Talk about some things, maybe. And then that'll be that. <laughs> Sorry. They just don't excite me, man. Like, I'm telling you, this team just doesn't do it. They win a couple in a row, and you've got all these Yankees fans. All right, maybe we can start here. No, dude. This is what 500 teams do. They'll win some, they'll lose some. They'll win some, they'll lose some. And before you know it, you're playing that maybe we'll start here game. In the middle of July. Like we are right now. So so it's like... Let's, let's be realistic here. Let's be realistic here. The Yankees are, you know... A team who's going to be... Hovering just about 500 all year. They'll finish with 80-something wins. Fourth place, third place. Probably not good enough to make the playoffs. Because they have to play 700 ball from here to the rest of the year just to crack the second wild card. So, it's not going to do it. They're going to be hovering around here all year, so they're going to be right on the brink and giving fans false hope. But let's be honest here. Make it or not, they're not going anywhere either way. This is not a World Series team. If you're fighting for a second wild card, you're fighting for one, you're fighting to make a second wild card, you're probably not going to be the World Series champions. Um, And this is not like it's the 2019 Nationals. Like We talked about this really quickly in the last episode, that team was at least constructed with players who could hit, pitch, field, run. This team isn't constructed with those guys. It's it's built with a bunch of misfits, right? A bunch a bunch of injury prone guys, and it just doesn't fit that mold like the Nationals team did. The Nationals had 300 hitters. They had guys with power. They had guys who could play defense, run, and they had a horse of a pitching staff. They had a bunch of horses in that staff. You know, you had Scherzer, Strasburg, you had, who was the other kid? Corbin, obviously after that big contract in free agency, goes there and does well. And then you have guys like Sanchez rounding it off. So they had a good team. 
this Yankees team isn't a great team. So, different story. Let's get to break. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. You're listening to episode 264 of, I'm sorry, 263 of BD4. Um, If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do that right now. You can listen to BD4 or you can watch BD4 on all the platforms that they're out, that they're on, that it's on. Jesus. Um, The podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, many more listening platforms as well. Watch the podcast on YouTube if you're not doing so, and many more platforms to listen to it, like I just said two seconds ago. (laughs) So listen to the podcast, watch the podcast. That's all on my link tree, linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. Let's head to break. When we get back, we will go over this series. Be right back. You are listening to RJ Carbone on BD4. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, you can do that right now. BD4 is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and you can also watch it on YouTube. There are plenty of other platforms to find this podcast. All you have to do is go to linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone. And that will take you to where you need to be. Linktr.ee forward slash RJ Carbone in order to subscribe to this podcast. Game one, the Yanks blew them out. It was a nice 12 to 1 victory against the Mariners. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jamison Tyone versus former Yankee prospect, left hander Justice Sheffield. <laughs> Top of the first inning, DJ LeMayu, a leadoff single to right center to start the game off. Gary later walks, and then you get the big three run blast by Stanton taking advantage of that hanging meatball fastball right down the plate. Drills at 434 feet, just continuing to mash left-handed pitching. So 3-0 Yankees before you could look up in the first. Top of the second comes. LeCastro draws a walk. DJ singles to left. Judge reaches on a fielder's choice. Later still second. Gary then walks in a run on the wild pitch. And then that's 4 nothing Yankees. Stanton hit by a pitch. And then Voigt with the two-run single knocks Sheffield out of the game. Sheffield goes 1.2 innings pitched, six runs. Yankees take the 6 nothing lead after two innings. Top of the third comes. They eventually take an 8 nothing lead. Odor, a leadoff walk. Miggy, a single to left field. DJ, an RBI single. That's 7 nothing. Then Judge, right after that, Gets an RBI, or yeah, it was an RBI double to bring home LeMayu eight nothing. Top of the fifth, LeCastro single to lead off the frame. Judge also singles. Stanton walks. Voigt the infield single brings in a run nine nothing. Top of the eighth, the Yankees again. Voigt an RBI double. Gio a single. Odor homers. Twelve to one. So. 
good victory there. Um, lineup has 12 runs on 18 hits, so a, a high in both categories on the season. They've got five walks, eight strikeouts altogether, and here's one, seven for 15 with runners in scoring position. <laughs> Luke Voigt, five for six. Um, Voigt, Stanton, and Odor, all three of them had three RBIs. Gary drew two walks, so that was the lineup. Tyone pitched really well. He won seven innings, four hits, one run, nine strikeouts. He was quick and effective. Quick and effective. He had a rhythm for a change. That's one of the things we don't love about Tyone is that he's always pitching just out of rhythm. Never looks comfortable out there. It's always a drag. But this was actually fun to watch. He was pitching good. He had his nice fastball curve pitch mix working, and he was mixing in the slider and the changeup. So he had a 50% fastball clip and then 50% off speed in this game. Um, he looked good, and, and it was good. You know, it would have been bad because the bullpen has been used so much lately. They're so taxed that if we got your typical tie-on game where he goes four and a third, three or four runs, and, and relies on the pen to get 15-plus outs, that would have been bad. But he saves the pen. We only have to go Peralta in the 8th, and then we get Chapman some work in the ninth, so he can kind of get some confidence back. And he goes out there, and man, he still looked kind of bad. Um, he he walks two. He throws a wild pitch. He gives up a hit to load the bases. At one point, he loads the bases. Um, you know, only throwing 13 strikes versus 11 balls, so he didn't have it. But he figured out a way to get out of it. He struck out three, and he didn't allow a run in the end, so it was somewhat of a positive outing, but man, he's he's a mess right now. Um, but they win. They knock Sheffield around, and man, does Sheffield look bad. You know, nothing's working for him this year. Nothing was working for him last night, or in game one. Um, the slider was kind of the only pitch that was working, until it wasn't, because they started figuring out that was his only pitch, so he, that was only the only thing he was going to. And then he... I think after the game, he won on the DL with a forearm injury, so that's unfortunate. Uh, but the Yankees do win, scoring a dozen runs to one run, and that was that. That was game one of the series. Um, game two. The Yankees took this one 5-4. to four. You had Kikuchi for Seattle. By the way, try to say Kikuchi while sounding like a man at the same time. You can't do it. It's impossible. Um, he goes up against, I, I guess Nick Nelson gets the start since Domingo had the root canal, came in later in the game. Weird scenario there. Um, but top of the first, Yankee Bats started off. Uh, Voight, the RBI single. Torres, two out, two RBI single. 3 nothing Yankees. Top of the second, Judge goes yard, 5-1 to one Yankees, looking good. Sessa then pitches after Nelson goes two-thirds of an inning. You got Sessa after that for... Three and a third. He goes three and a third shutout ball. Just was in total control and did a pretty nice job considering he was in an emergency situation, right? With Herman scratched late, Nelson flopping and kind of getting hurt. Didn't look like he was in rhythm. Sess is called upon to give them three plus and he does a nice job. Uh, Domingo comes in after that. Um, you know, he wasn't great. Again. You got the E5 by Gio, which extended the inning, but then he gives up the homer to Murphy, and it's 5-4. to four. But that was as far as it went. The Yankees did pick up the victory. They picked up the victory. Yanks go lasagna and green for the 8th and ninth, 
And that was that. Nelson again started on short notice. Guy's always starting on short notice. <laughs> so that's one thing you, you, you can't blame him for when he has some rough outings. You have to take that into account. But, boy, does he suck. Um, Tim LaCastro he comes to the Yankees, and he's he's quietly doing well. He was two for four, had a couple of doubles. That hustle double, bringing some life for a change, some extra energy we don't see often. Kind of reminds me of Mike Talkman. I don't know. I don't know what it is. But, hey, man, he's a gobble ghoul. So, I got to be a fan of him. Tim McCastro. Fast guy. Bringing some energy. Uh, Yankees have five runs on ten hits, three walks, eight Ks, three for 11 runners in scoring position. Um, They were good. They had a nice approach against Kikuchi. (laughs) Kuchi Koo. And they friggin'... They, they did what they were supposed to do. They took a win. Game three, they lose again. So let's get to that um, real quickly. Sorry if I'm breezing through this. Again, I just don't want to talk about the Yankees. Uh, game three, the Yankees lose four runs to none. And boy, was this game just dead. I mean, they did nothing. They had zero runs on one hit. One hit. So they were one hit away from getting no hit. One hit the entire game. It was Giancarlo Stanton. That was it. Outside of Giancarlo Stanton, the Yankees were 0 for 26. No no walks either, so they weren't even reaching base. Zero walks, one hit, 10 strikeouts, 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position, obviously. One double play hit into by Judge to end the game. Terrible offensively. Terrible. At least Montgomery pitched decent again. I mean, he pitches exactly how he does every game. He's decent every time. He's so-so. He goes six and two-thirds, three runs, nine strikeouts. Um, You know, like he usually does, he has a rough start to the game. First couple of innings, he doesn't have it. But then he finds himself. And he did. So, that was that. But the Yankees still lost. Montgomery took the loss. Three and four now on the season. Some post-game drama afterwards. Domingo goes... I'm sorry, not Domingo. Why did I say Domingo? Uh, what's the dude's... Graveman. Graveman? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't watch the Mariners. Uh, he goes up and in on Odor in the ninth inning. And then he plunks DJ. And he stares him down. A lot of guys didn't like that. Judge didn't like that. Judge hated that. LeMahieu didn't like it. He cursing him out after the game. So, they, you know... Both teams kind of cleared the bench a little bit. Got into it a bit. No fights or anything, but just a bunch of jawing at each other. And um, that was as far as it went. In the X loss, though, who cares? Um, so that was that. I, I just... It's the same shit. This team sucks. So, at least Voight got hot. You know, he, he hit... He had that 5 for 6, and he had a couple of hits the next game to start. So he was 583 batting average this series... Got the average from under the Mendoza all the way up to 248 at one point before the 0 for today. Um, so he's been hitting. Judge had two hits in each of the first two games and RBI in game one. More RBIs in game two with the homer. Stanton goes 5 for 12. He had hits in all three games. He went yard in the first game. So some good things offensively until the last game pretty much. 
is what I'm trying to say here. Uh, Gary's coming back down to earth as as I expect. That's that's who Gary Sanchez is. He's not a great, not great. He's not a consistent hitter. Well, I'll say he's not a great hitter. He's a good power hitting catcher. <laughs> if he's on, like I don't even know. This is who he is. He's 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 whatever. He's gonna give you power and everything. Everybody's gonna go nuts when he has these good streaks because it's gonna pad his numbers to make it look like he's having a great season. But a lot of good stretches. But you know, whatever. He's hitting two eighteen now. Um, the on base is three thirty one. So like mediocre shit. Last eleven games, he's four for thirty eight. That's absolutely fucking dreadful. Hitting a buck oh five. One home run, three RBIs. That's in his last eleven. In his last five games, he has no hits in nineteen at bats. Zero runs driven in. So he's been sucking. Let's be real. He's a streaky hitter. He's going to have good moments and he'll have a lot of bad moments. Brett Gardner continued to suck. Glaber had some moments, but he still sucks. DJ had some moments, but he's still having an underwhelming season. This whole team is having an underwhelming season. I'm tired of it. Let's head to break. That's it. I'm not talking about them anymore. I'm done. Until the next episode. Let's head to break. We'll get to the NYYMYK question of the day. When we finish with that, we'll get right into the episode with Mike and I. Well, the the segment of this episode with Mike and I. All right, so let's get to our first break. When we get back, question of the day. You can follow me on Facebook at r.j.carbone. You can follow me on Instagram at robjcarbone. And you can follow me on Twitter at nysportstalkrc. And if you want to follow along with the blog that I write, subscribe to It's My Opinion on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com. All right, so last time out, our NYYMYK question of the day was on September 2nd, 2001, which Yankees pitcher had his perfect game bid ended with two outs in the ninth? So one last time, last time out I asked you, on September 2nd, 2001, which Yankees pitcher had his perfect game bid ended? With two outs in the ninth. The answer to that question. Mike Messina. And I want to give a shout out to. One of my Twitter followers. At NJ Swamp Thing. Capital NJ. Capital S. Capital T. NJ Swamp Thing. Shout out to Felix man. For the fucking right answer. He nailed it. He commented on the post. Said Mike Messina, and he was right. Mike Messina is the answer. So thank you for tuning in, man. Thank you for thank you for answering, man. Thank you for being the only one, you and a select few, who actually make it this far in the episode. I appreciate that. So Mike Messina, the answer to 262. For episode 263 tonight, our NYY MYK question of the day. 
1984, Don Mattingly won the American League batting title. But the runner-up was also a Yankee. Who was the runner-up? Alright, so one last time. In 1984, Don Mattingly won the American League batting title. With the runner-up also being a Yankee. Who was the runner-up? So message me the answer on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or comment the answer once I publish one of the promos to this podcast. And that'll be that. I'll give you a shout-out if you get the correct answer. If you don't, I'll ban you from the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Again, if you haven't subscribed to this podcast, subscribe to BD4, download it, listen to it, watch it, share it, and all that fun stuff. Let's get to the uh, second part of this episode, where Mike and I have a conversation about the upcoming UFC 264. Let's get to that right now. Otherwise, I'll see you next time, guys. Ciao. get like 100 100 listeners per episode right maybe 200 and they pay you by the cent One oh my goodness cent per listener so you have to be big to make anything have you tried like um doing those like paid sponsorship like yeah like i emailed you- a couple of ones i'm waiting to hear back but i don't know heck if you could somehow get like your logo like get in with yeah. New York like either the Giants or Yankees or somebody and even get just a banner with your logo yeah on the in the in the field somewhere like that would yeah pro- you'd probably take off man for real I mean well talk to coach and see if he can pull some strings and get your logo somewhere. yeah I was going to but I don't really see I'm not I don't like give a shit if I'm big I just yeah but it's it fun Yeah, but I mean, it, it would open up doors to other stuff. Yeah. Man. Right now, I'm doing fucking like my job is ugh. Because you can go into like landscaping and construction right now on some fucking piss. Yeah. I, in this I know weather. So hot. Yeah. yeah, so you could go in like as a press reporter or something in these games and like yeah. actually, you know. I would be fucking. The only conservative fucking reporter out there. Yeah. You'd be like, uh, they treat you like they did old, uh, what's his face? The Knicks, Charles Oakley. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, They'd take you out of there. Uh Uh-huh. Hold on. Uh, Have a cup of coffee. Cigarette. 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 You said an apple. What? Is that an Apple phone? Yeah.
I, I don't. I really want a Samsung again. Those are really good. My, I'm not a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Liberal. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about what phone I have. Damn, New York liberal. And I and I drank a Coca Cola the other day. You're too white. Can yell at me for that? What the fuck? Calm it down. You're too white. This is shit. Shit. You gotta drink at least drink a Coke. Coke Zero. (laughs) Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. What was that? Thunder. It's that was thunder. Yeah. That was a mouse in your attic. (laughs) Yo, it's loud. Well, we might lose connection, but, you know. I lost power a couple minutes before I started this up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right. Let's fucking just talk, because I don't want to fucking waste time. Um, 264, Saturday, Mike. It's going to be um, good. No, but, but so you, you're a Connor guy. Um, do you see, okay, so I post a lot of Connor shit on Facebook. Do you ever see my triggered uncle always commenting? In the response section, every yeah, time I, I post see. something about Connor, my uncle gets so triggered, he has to just type some soliloquy. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I've seen a few few things. He's it's said. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, with Connor, either you're you hate him or you love him. So it's he's I, one of those. Dude, I love his yeah. whole shtick. Yeah, he does it, it, it for that for reason, him. dude. No. People hate him, and so they pay to watch him lose. Because they want to see yeah, it. Yeah, and it makes him money. So it you makes know. him bank. Dude, he's he, as far as a marketing business standpoint, he's genius. Yeah, I mean, oh, he's, oh, he's, he's genius. Brilliant. Yeah. And he's good at getting into your head. Yep. Like he just said the thing about um Dustin only having 13 knockouts. Yeah. And he, he only, only counts, counts knockouts. Yeah. So he's just trying, you know, and he, yeah. he, he, did you see the thing the other day when he posted that creepy ass voice message online? <laughs> Dustin, what do you call him? A pea brain? Yeah, I'm coming for you, pea brain. Yeah, that was great. It was so, it was so creepy. It was like very it, creepy. <laughs> yeah. Was, and then he, um, he said, uh, what he said something else. Um, I know he just said, uh, I'm coming for you, pea head, and then something, something else. Yeah, and he called himself a fat cat. He said, I was yeah, a dog. A fat cat, because he's no, different than what he was cat. when he was younger. Yeah. Which, I mean, normally, if you think of a fat cat, you're thinking, yeah, they, yeah, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird analogy. Cat. But, I mean, I'd say yeah. I'd say he's in Poirier's head, for sure. Connor usually does good in rematches. Yeah. So, I feel like it's not crazy to, to expect him to win. I just worried, like, last time I was watching him, when he when he fought Dustin the last time in the second fight, mm-hmm. his stance looked very stiff, as opposed yeah. to his fight before that with Cowboy. He was looser. He, yeah. he looked stiff, and, um, and it just didn't look the same. He wasn't as loose as he was with Cowboy. So I'm whole, I'm I'm interested to see out of the gate how he kind of because you know he usually does that karate shit. Yeah, he has his hands out. Yeah, it will see with, with the rematch with Nate Diaz. He lost it too. Yeah. So, so that makes you, you know, kind of wonder yeah. um, how he'll come out on this right. fight versus, you know, um, I mean, if he loses this fight, man, he might as well just kiss his legacy goodbye. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yep. You know, he'll be a has been. He won't be. Yeah. 
And I, I, I have a feeling if he loses this fight, I think this will be the last fight if he loses it. He might have one more, but I bet I bet it'll be the last. Like he'll retire for good. Yep. Yeah, it's not. It would be unfortunate because he's really fun for the sport. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can hate him all you want, but if you you have to admit, he's big for the sport. Oh yeah, and he's he's, he's still a good fighter. Like he should still yeah. be feared. I think. I think he's let fame get to his head a little more than he, yeah. he, he than he should have, and I think that's the reason why he's been on a losing streak. Is he's just not he doesn't care. He's not putting one hundred percent into it. No, he said he's not as hungry as he once was. Right, and so I think that's the problem. If he if he had stayed hungry the last three or four years, the dude would have been unstoppable. Well, yeah. Maybe until really you good. hit Usman, I mean Usman, I don't think anybody. He's just a, he's oh, yeah. a, he's a Brick shit house, man. There ain't nobody gonna beat him, but no. but I think he'd be right under Usman for sure. Usman's fucking good. Yeah, yeah. He's I mean, good. he's huge. He he's he's way too big for that weight class. Yeah. Uh, we'll just look from that looking at him. Well, obviously, he's not weight wise, but I, I, the dude's there's no fat on him at all. He's no. all muscle. No, dude. It's literally there's no body fat. Nothing no. there. No, and the rest of those guys in that division are so they're they're slim and they've got a little bit of muscle, but they're not right. like I think Usman and Covington are probably the biggest guys in that division. Yeah, you know Covington's pretty big too. Well, I would love to see them go up and rematch against each other. Gilbert Burns, isn't he in that division? Gilbert, yeah, his last fight he lost to Usman. Remember? Yeah, and see, that was when he was on too. a six-fight win streak. Yeah, and he's big. Yeah, for that, for that division. Yeah, he is big for it. But and, what, yeah, and what's funny is you go up a division, right? A weight class, and you got Izzy that is small. It looks like he's small for that division. Right. It's yeah, just, it's it, crazy. Yeah, it's well, crazy. Izzy had a fight friggin' that Polish motherfucker. Yeah, but, big uh, ass John Polish Blockowitz, dude. Blockowitz yeah, or whatever. He was so much larger than him. Yeah. But is this yeah. guy who's just long, lanky, and he's you know athletic? Yeah, he's quick he's and unorthodox. He's so he's another unorthodox. top guy. Like the top guys in the sport yeah. of all like classes, you got to put him up there with Usman. Oh yeah, as as like You're John Jones right now, currently. Yeah, currently you even. But yeah, John Jones is Jones coming back or is Dana not yeah. paying him? Or, or? No, he's coming back. I think he he's well. He's moved up to heavyweight. Uh, yeah, I think they're trying to get him a, his first fight back. I think I, he's, they're trying to make it a title fight. I need to see him. Yeah, me too, because that was my favorite fighter before Connor. Yeah, I no, like John me, Jones. You told me about his. I, mean, I, I looked up his whole history with DC. That's great. Yeah, but dude, I, DC, <laughs> DC retired. Like it's 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 Jones come back, and then DC retired. I think he's running scared from him. You know, because yeah. I think he knew that Jones would just it's, annihilate it's, him, honestly. Yeah, it sucks. But DC was good. Like, yeah, it's no, he was a good fighter, but he was good, but only because his ground game, he, yeah. he didn't impress me on the feet. I like DC. I like where he's he's got a good spot in the booth, though, right now. I think his days yeah. are, are obviously supposed to be. I mean, after that last fight, it was it for him. Um, oh, yeah, he's done. He's certainly done, but. Going back to what was I gonna say? Burns. So he mm-hmm. his last fight was to Usman. That stopped that whole that six fight streak that he was on. Yeah. 
he beat some good fighters over that span, but do you think he beats Thompson? That one's kind of, I feel like it could go either way. Yeah, man. Wonder Boy is like... A lot of people are putting their money on Wonder Boy, though. I'm telling you, he, he's powerful. You don't you won't look at him and think, oh, this dude is a power puncher. Right. But he's got some power, and he's, he's lanky, too. Um, his kicks are something that I think Burns should be scared of. I think that would be what would catch him is his kicks. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's decent on the ground. Uh, I think Burns would have that advantage on the ground. Um, but I think as far as standing up, Wonder Boy, man, he's got a chin on him. He's got yeah. a chin. And, and that's also, what's going to help him. He's very good at maintaining distance yeah, and then yeah. getting the takedown. If the other guy's throwing a kick, he's very good at taking you down. That's one thing I noticed. Yeah. So if he can have it, if he can control the pace to it, I think it goes to him. But Burns is a powerful dude, and, and like you said, Burns is pretty good on the ground. So I don't – Yeah. I really yeah, don't I think, know. It, it could go either way to me. Yeah, I think um, if Burns gasses out, he's in trouble. I know that. I, know yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, because I think Wonder Boy would have more better cardio. Um, but I think uh, – I don't know. I think I think that might be the five of the night. The call, man. I'm on. I'm going to go ahead and make that prediction. That might All be right. the fight of the night. All right, Mike. Yeah. Write that down. Yeah. yeah. I think that that has a potential of being a back and forth. I, I don't know, man. I mean, there's so many good fights on that card. It, yeah. It's hard That's to pick a fight of the night. Because uh, Poirier and McGregor, that could, I mean, we know they're going to scrap, um, but we don't know how long. <laughs> That's going to be key to me, dude. Yeah. If it's, yeah, it if it's short, it's going to be Connor knocking him out. If it's long, yeah. I feel like it could be uh, Dustin. Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. So I, I'm not, I'm not going to make a prediction for five the night for that fight. I think it'll, it'll, the ending will be good. Right. Um, I don't think it'll go to decision, but I, I think that the Burns uh, Thompson fight, I think that's going to be potentially a fight of the night. I, Sean O'Malley would have been one of my picks, but. He's fighting a no-name dude. Yeah, I was going to say, do you know anything about this this guy that no. has now stepped up? Huh. No, I'd say he's probably off the street or from the okay. arena somewhere. I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about him. Um, I, I'm not a, I'm not assuming that he's going to be in any kind of match. So, now he's good. Yeah. He's good. So, I, I think he'll mop the floor with that dude. I think – and, you know, there's, it's funny because there's some fighters. And McGregor was in his classes at, at one point, but – I think there's some fighters that Dana White kind of caters to as far as giving yep. them matches that are easy, helping them yeah. get to the top. And then once they get to the top, they 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 hit like second or third ranked, and then they don't go nowhere. And I think O'Malley's going to be one of those. He, well, he hasn't I, fought a ranked mm, guy, I don't believe. Mm, no. I no, think he, he's fought was unranked. I mean, he'll have to eventually. But yeah. I, don't, I think he's given he's been given an easy road. And yes. I don't, um, I don't see him. I, he's fun to watch. He's good. But the reason he's good is because he hasn't fought anybody worth a crap. Yeah. I, that's my opinion on it. But <laughs> No, that's been the general consensus on him, too. No, you're right. Yeah. That he's not fought the toughest competition, unlike Burns, no. we were just right. talking about. But um, so there's that. There's the co-main and then the main. Who, oh, the Greg. I think the Greg Hardy fight is also on the main card. Yep. 
Yeah, I can't remember who he's fighting. Though. Let me look it up real quick. I cannot remember. Um, Here it is. Ty something. Tovasa? To, to, oh, okay, yeah. That, I've seen kid. him fight a couple. 12 and uh, three. He's decent. He's decent. Um, Sounds Hawaiian or something. Yeah, he's decent, man. He's got a he's got a good uh good hand too. Um, he's he's pretty powerful. Um, okay. We all know Greg Hardy doesn't have a chin. He's he's got a chin made of glass. So yes. Um, if he can catch, if that dude can catch Greg Hardy on the chin a couple good times, I think he could go down. He, the Greg Hardy's the dude from the Cowboys, right? Yeah, yeah, he was defensive lineman. I haven't seen him. I think I've seen him fight on a fight night card once a long time ago, but I don't remember much about how he is. He's decent. I mean, he's more of a grappler and. Uh, you know, he's not really – I wouldn't say striker. It would be him. Uh, he'll he'll stand and strike some, but uh, mm-hmm. he wants to get it to the ground. He likes to wrestle. He likes to grapple against the fence. Um, he'll throw some punches, but if he starts getting rocked with some, he wants to take it to the ground immediately. Mm-hmm. So, when was the last time he fought? Uh, it's not been too long ago, maybe October? a couple months. No, it's been sooner than that. He just fought, like – Two or three months ago, pretty sure. Okay. He lost. Let me pull it up. Oh, I'll pull it up right here. December 19th. Oh, was it? December? He lost. December, he lost against Marcin. Yeah. He got got knocked out. Yeah. It says. I didn't realize it had been that long. Wow. Yeah, TKO punches. Yep. Oh, yeah. He got knocked out. Okay. Yep. Like I said, his chin's glass, but I mean, he's he's a beast, you know? He's kind of like a. Uh, kind of like a Derek Lewis Usman clone or something, but oh yes, yeah. Is but he's Derek just, Lewis he's, coming back. Isn't he on? The, he's on one of the. Oh, he's on the Amanda card that's coming up in the summer and yeah. later in the summer. Yeah, I think he's there. He said he. I mean, I think I thought he was going to get the uh, title fight. Yeah, um, but they were talking about it. it's either going to be him or Jones, um, which I like both of them, man. I, I don't think – I think Jones should – I think Derek Lewis should get the title fight. Mm-hmm. And Jones should have – who is – who's the second contender in that – in the heavyweights? I have um, no idea. Gosh. Let me look it up. How do I even – I can't see. remember. But I think that <clears throat> that person – Yeah. Because it, it, Volkanovski, that's the title, the, the champion uh, – champion in that division i think yeah Here we so go. Derek lewis should get him mm-hmm. so, i think jones should get the second or third rank contender and, and then if he wins that fight then give him a title fight that's what i think yeah so the heavyweight francis is obviously number one Derek, yeah Nagani, that's right. he's the champion and then you got right. stipe is number one and then Derek lewis is two so he's number three Three is, yeah, it's gain. Volkov oh, is Cyril, five. Okay, so Cyril Gain is, is Cyril Gain yeah, is get, three. That'd be a good entry for John Jones to kind of get the rust off and yeah. get back into it. And you wouldn't piss off a lot of people because he's coming back in and getting an immediate title fight. I mean, you know, um, even though he did hold it when he left, but um, I think, yeah, I think that would be a good fight to make would be Jones and, and Gone. Yeah, and uh, and then give Derek Lewis the title fight, and then let Jones fight whoever that winner is if he wins. Gone. 
if he beats Gone. Yeah, I think. Um, Jesus Christ, where is it? Um, where's I'm trying to I'm trying to pull it up here. So I wanted to bring up the Amanda card. She's fighting that chick. I don't even know who she is. She's 15th in that class. Pena. Amanda, Amanda Nunez is fighting somebody Pena. 15th. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll, yeah, she'll so win. So that's that. going to be an easy win for her. Yeah. But I really want to see her go up against Shevchenko. Yes. Again. That, that woman is beast, man. Fuck. Yeah. That woman is beast. For a trilogy. That would be the third time, I believe. Yep. Yeah, she just, uh, Shevchenko just beat her. Yeah. That'd be a good fight. Shevchenko beat who? Nunez. She did? I'm pretty sure, didn't she? I don't think she did. No, I don't think Nunez has a loss. Amanda? Who did she just Oh, she beat somebody. Her last fight she won, but it wasn't Amanda. It was somebody else. Um, Or was that Watterson, maybe? Um, Could have been. I can't remember. I can't remember what I ate for dinner yesterday. I ain't gonna remember that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I'm having a hard time over here thinking back that far. Yeah, I can't do it. <clears throat> um, let me see if Leo's coming in. If not, we'll just end it because yeah, covered good. everything. Let's see if he wants to come in. I'll cut out. I'll cut out whatever I need to from here. We'll pause <laughs> this. All the awkwardness. Staring. But yeah. <laughs> That thunder go away? It's still storming there. Yes. Still storming? No, no, it's gone. Ah, good. I can't stand storms, man. You scared? No, it's just I don't. I don't, I don't, because you have no, no control if they like lightning strikes a tree. No, I'm terrified or... of like, do you ever get tornadoes down there? No, not really. We've had one or two come through here, you know, before, Shit. but. We don't really get them. I mean, as far as weather goes, man, I'm in a pretty good area for for weather. I mean, it's you know, it's not that bad here. Anthony said, like in Virginia, you're in Tennessee, right? Yeah. Anthony's in Virginia, and they said he said he gets like tornadoes every once in a while, but yeah, they're more susceptible to them there. They're more in the yeah valley. There's more valleys and mountains. I mean, there's mountains here. But uh, yeah. there was one that went through Marion a while back. When it didn't come through here, but it went straight through Marion across the interstate. It was crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, but I think Anthony, I think, only lives like two or three hours from me. Yeah. So I'm right on that line. Hmm. That's crazy. I fucking I can't do tornadoes. <laughs> Hurricanes, I don't like either. Mm-mm. All right, Mike. We'll end it. Oh, All right, bro. Fuck everybody went. Everybody bails on me. Well, when Anthony's ready, he's actually, you know, do we'll something. do it again with him. At me. Yeah, for sure. Let me make sure. Uh, we can even, I mean, we could even do something, you know, the, a couple days after or day after the fight and kind yeah. of do a recap or something. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. If I mean, it, it's pay-per-view, so I've got to be able to. Yeah see the damn thing get through all the red tape and the legal streaming but you know don't yeah. say that on oops. here Dana's gonna oops. come after you oops sorry Mr. Daney <laughs> alright Mike alright buddy
This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Podcasting made easy. 